I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I'm your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you as always for tuning in. So today, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, self-diagnosis and diagnosing uh, loved ones. Uh, this is a this is a fun topic. Uh, I know that when people come into my office, they have already diagnosed their child or their irrational spouse. And it's kind of interesting because their self-diagnosis is really, it's one of two things. Uh, they're they're uh, charming and perfectly healthy, according to their self-diagnosis, or they are a myriad of diagnoses from uh, a website or even uh, some further research. And the reality is, is that we do not see ourselves very well. We do not diagnose ourselves very well. And we're going to diagnose ourselves according to what we fear, what we want people to see, or what we're afraid that people might see. And then when it comes to diagnosing a spouse or what have you, those diagnoses uh, tend to be uh, convenient. So you're reading a magazine, you're uh, what have you, you're reading online, you do, t- you do a questionnaire, does your husband do this, and you have 10 questions, and then they tell you that your spouse is bipolar. So let's talk about bipolar. Uh, man, everybody's bipolar, right? Uh, no, but I tell you what, I've heard bipolar so much, um, especially in relationships. I hear people all the time come in and they've diagnosed their spouse as bipolar, um, narcissistic, and those are the two big ones. And the description of this bipolar is usually not even close. It's usually a description of a spouse or a partner that has feelings, a spouse or a partner that, a partner that has emotions. And what the what you're essentially saying is I'm bothered and I'm going to put a label to your emotions because I don't like them. I don't know what to do with them. So as they, when we describe bipolar, and there's different types of bipolar, but this diagnosing of somebody else, let's stay on that for a minute, we are diagnosing uh, kind of conveniently. And what I mean by that, it's really convenient with bipolar, this idea that my spouse, their emotions go up and down. Well, that's not bipolar. And it's a way for you to feel better about uh, not adjusting your behavior and and uh, uh, labeling and and putting blame, honestly, on your partner or spouse. Now, are they difficult? Sure, but difficult, hard to keep up with, hard to understand, emotional. Those are all things that you're probably seeing accurate, but that doesn't make it bipolar. We want to label things so that we can say this isn't about me, this is about our spouse or partner. But we also sometimes, I mean, I think we sometimes genuinely uh, want to figure out what's going on. However, you know, reading, doing a couple uh, tests and so forth really sets you up to, especially in a relationship, it sets you up to um, further damage each other because we're already blaming, we're already having trust issues. And now even if we're in a good spot where we're trying to help our partner, we're putting a name to and we're saying their behavior is problematic. And the other interesting thing that I see a lot 
and uh, and maybe think about yourself. But you know, when uh, when somebody comes in and they've diagnosed their spouse as bipolar, they swear up and down that they're narcissistic, or they swear up and down that they're borderline. Unfortunately, what I find is that uh, those types of diagnoses actually fit the person that comes in. Now, I'm not saying because you worry that your, your partner has bipolar that you're actually bipolar or that you're actually borderline personality disorder because because you think your partner is. But what I see, and this goes back to old ideas or still present ideas of like reflecting and projecting, but what's going on is uh, oftentimes the concerns that are expressed to me about the diagnosis of a partner, a friend, they're actually very reflective of some of the very things that you need to work on yourself. And so we, it would, uh, it's easier to blame somebody else for having blaming problems and help yourself feel a little bit about, better about your blaming issue and so forth. So the idea is to be careful. The good news, though, is that if you're coming into a therapist and you have looked at diagnoses, in a way what that means is that you're looking at growing. You're looking at taking a look at the relationship. Now, maybe it's not the best angle. Maybe it's an angle that allows you to be the healthy one and so forth. But at least you are ex- you're exposing yourself and potentially your partner to to uh, some counseling, to some work on the marriage or the relationship in general. So when we look at diagnosing others, let's stick for that with that for just a minute, and then we'll when we take a break, we'll talk about uh, diagnosing ourselves. You know, we need to be really careful. We're going to conveniently uh, diagnose individuals to help us understand their behavior and to help us understand and feel better about um, being right or having the the accurate perspective and so forth. And really what that does is it, it puts you in a judgmental place. It puts you in a place where even if you're right about a diagnosis, which is very hard to do, even if you're correct about that, that's not really working with the relationship. That's a, a place where uh, you're going to find false comfort in, in blame and uh, your spouse or your partner is going to sense that. The other thing is that uh, with bipolar, uh, borderline, you know, some of these diagnoses, you know, I've been doing this for years now, and uh, in many cases, I'm not going to diagnose without uh, sitting down for a couple, three hours sometimes. Why? Because I've even learned that as well as I know presentation, as well as I know diagnoses, I'm not going to diagnose somebody until I know that's what's going on, because I'm going to see them how I diagnose them. And that's limiting. So if I diagnose them very, very soon, even if I'm right, okay, that can happen. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat them according to how I diagnose them, and I can really miss things. And that's the same thing in a relationship or a marriage. Once you label or identify that your partner has bipolar or whatever, that's what you're going to see. And so that's what usually happens when people come into my office. They have six months worth of evidence that their partner is bipolar. Well, the reality is, is they're looking for bipolar, so that's what they're going to see. So that's talking about self or uh, diagnosing a a partner, uh, uh, somebody that you're in a relationship with. And just a few minutes here, we're going to talk about self-diagnosing and some of the complications of that and implications of of, uh, putting those labels on yourself.
Okay, welcome to Counseling on Demand. Uh, we're back. We're talking about self-diagnosis and diagnosing others. And the reality behind that is, well, the, the way I look at it is, if you're diagnosing, you're identifying that there's a problem. If you're diagnosing somebody else, you know, the idea is that you're looking for a problem. And in a way, that's good. You're, you're identifying that in the relationship, something is off. It's easier to put the blame. It's easier to find uh, evidence in books and so forth. And evidence is a funny word, but information, evidence that, that something's wrong with our partner. And uh, we would like it to be wrong with our partner because then that means the fix is on them. The good news about it, though, is that you're recognizing that something's not jiving. You're recognizing that the relationship could be better. And so you're on the right track that way. But I'm going to encourage you, as always, to look at yourself. And we've had uh, several discussions on that in the past. So let's move over to self-diagnosis. You know, in my experience, I have uh, – I, I want to make sure this is accurate, but I cannot recall – a single person that's come into my office with the correct self-diagnosis, okay? So the idea is there's nothing wrong with trying to figure out what's going on with you, but the self-diagnosis is always, it's almost always at least, quite a bit more critical, it's uh, more chronic, it's more even acute than what's really going on. As a matter of fact, the diagnosis, if you will, the mental health issue that you're dealing with, um, gets in the way. It prohibits you from making the best diagnosis for yourself. And so as you as you look at these different symptoms, you can find one day that you uh, have depression. You can find that the next day you're bipolar. And it kind of depends on what, what the mental health issues are that you have. So you're on a good track that, hey, I need to take a look at my mental health. But the idea is we do not judge ourselves pr- very well. We either over judge ourselves or we under judge ourselves. And we can diagnose according to convenience in terms of the relationship, or we can diagnose based on the symptoms themselves um, that create this idea that we must be borderline. Someone that's uh, severely depressed and and has trouble with relationships, for example, um, they might read up on borderline and decide that they're have that they they are borderline. They the relationships don't maintain well. They push people away when they come close, and when they go away, they don't feel close to them. And so they'll come in, and they're they're certain that they have borderline personality disorder. Well, I'll tell you what; those are more symptoms of depression. And the depression, what it's doing is it's saying, "What if I'm this?" What if I'm that? And what does it mean? And it's more of those worries and those fears. And so, again, idea is good to look for what's going on. But go to somebody that can look outside of it. Even if you're right about your partner or yourself, go go to somebody and have that confirmed. Because the idea is if you read, you know, I'll, I'll have people that come in and they have been reading 30 books on depression, and they feel like something's wrong because they're not getting anything out of these books on depression. Well, that's because they've slotted themselves in a place where they know what their diagnosis is, and now it makes it worse because they're trying to do work that doesn't exactly apply to their diagnoses. Okay, so one mentality to think about with self-diagnoses is it's it's a... Um, Someone that has some of these uh, mental health issues like borderline, narcissism, 
uh, histrionic personality disorder, some of those things, um, they're not looking up symptoms. If they are looking up symptoms, it's for different reasons than self-diagnosis. It's uh, for, for other reasons that we can get into. But the idea that you're looking, the idea that you're wondering, is evidence that regardless of what diagnoses may or may not be there, you're interested in finding it out, and that's where the work can begin. Again, oftentimes you're going to overanalyze and uh, diagnose yourself with something that is, is just off the charts that takes years of medication, shock therapy, that type of thing. But the idea to keep in mind is the person that looks to see what's going on is actually the healthy person. You just want to do it in a healthy way. Again, the one that looks at themselves, that's actually a sign of health. Accuracy is a, a different thing. So your willingness to explore is good. Make sure you do it with somebody that is uh, that is trained, someone that's interested in looking at things objectively, and that will help you stay on the track that you're looking for, which is that self-evaluation. And, I, and as we've talked before, although self-diagnosis can be tricky, and, and I think we should stay away from it, um, looking at yourself, is, especially in terms of relationships with significant others, that's the key to working through the relationship anyways. As soon as you're diagnosing somebody else, you're heading in the wrong direction. You don't have any control over what's going on with them. When you look at yourself, be careful with self-diagnosis, but also recognize that it's a good thing that you're looking at yourself because you're headed the right way in terms of the, of the parts of the relationship that you can change. So self-diagnosis, diagnosis of others, those are ways for us to try to get some relief and try to get some understanding. But let's do it with a professional. Let's do it with objectivity so we can help you and your partner get the help that you need. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me online at gettingbacktonumber2life.com, gettingbacktolife.com.